Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the actor, comedian, prankster, um, Simon Brodkin. Yeah, a marked man. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's doing his tour Troublemaker where he tells some of those stories of getting backstage at Glastonbury and throwing money at Sepp Blatter. Uh, he was on good form. Rick Riley joined us, oh, uh, yeah. one of my favourite sports Love writers. Him. Uh, he's a fantastic author and journalist. And his new book is called So Help Me Golf. He Some told us a few of the stories from golf that. Golf tales, yeah, lovely. Um, Graham Budd auctioneers. Yes. Uh, join us, Graham Budd himself, to tell us about an iconic football shirt that's coming up for sale and whether the Maradona shirt has made a difference yeah. to the pricing. Is it Jamie Reed's National League South it, I don't sure. think it was. I think it might okay. be slightly more coveted than that. I know okay. it's hard to believe. Can't believe and it. we had a bit of a chat about all sorts of things. Yeah, of Charlie course. sang. Can't <laughs> stop him, can you? Uh, so anyway, here it all is. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker with you through until four here on TalkSport, where this afternoon I'm looking forward to the commentary of Leeds Planet around at the back <laughs> when they're 3-0 up against Chelsea tomorrow. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> To Gandhi, back to Ali, <laughs> to Teresa, to Jordan, back, exactly, to, yeah. back to Gandhi. <laughs> Fired that one into the right channel. It's never going to happen, is it? Tough tackling. Ted Lasso. <laughs> Coming up over the next three hours, we'll chat to a Liverpool fan. Aren't we all Liverpool fans, of apparently? We are. All yeah, of us in Liverpool. The whole fans. media, everybody. Yeah. Ahead of tonight's game against Villa, and talking of Villa, Father Brown actor Mark Williams t- tells us about a new documentary on their team of the 80s, and could little R. Broth be on the cusp of glory? It's a brilliant story. We're mm. also spotting sponsored cars, looking for alternative ways for the title to be decided, and asking for your examples of very basic advice. Yes, there's all this. Plus, we'll go e-scooter racing as Anthony Joshua launches his own team, chat to Seth Blatter's favourite comedian, Simon Brodkin, yeah. and as another iconic football shirt goes under the hammer, we'll discover if Steve Hodge has inflated the market. It would be great, wouldn't it, if Seth Blatter started to go to war Simon's gigs. We'll yeah. ask him about that. Sitting him at the Not back. funny. <laughs> Heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any new material? <laughs> be great, wouldn't it? Just heckling constantly. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Not that one again. Be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Great. Seth Blatter becomes the like, massive heckler. Yeah, that's right. Simon <laughs> saying, I wish I'd never thrown that money in the air. He's ruining the tour. Tell anyway. us one we haven't heard. Yeah, that's it. What's, do you ever, what heckle do you get, Charlie? Is there one no. that keeps coming back? No, Can you I say just, it this time of day? No, I just get Susan Boyle or... <laughs> <laughs> so what, with that beard? Yeah, not with a beard. Well, even more so oh, with a beard. Oh, God, I, it was, I, I'm it not giving too you, easy, Paul. not giving you that It was tapping. too easy. Anyway, it's eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie <laughs> Susan Boyle. Yeah, I've never that. seen the resemblance before, but do you know what? Now we're here. Yeah. You never know, do okay. you, Paul? You know. So, there we are. How Bar- are you? Barry from EastEnders, Susan Boyle and uh, Jack Black, of course, the, uh, the three I get. So, yeah, nice. Uh, nice. Mike Myers, that's the other lookalike I get as well. Yeah. But yeah, Barry from EastEnders and Susan Boyle are the main two. So there we are. Yeah. Went to see Cabaret Saturday night, Paul. Oh, I know it's, it's not sport-based, it? not sport based, but I'll get, I'll get round to it. It's supposed to be good, isn't it? It's expensive, Paul. But yes, it is good. Like, don't you it get was, fed as well? You do, but it was my It's wife. like an immersive experience. Well, yeah, you meant, you meant to, Paul. Yeah, you meant to, but yeah. well, we left too late. We left too. It was my wife's birthday, and we left the house too late. Not my fault. I'm just going to say, Paul, oh not yeah, my yeah. Fault. We left the house too late, and uh, we ended up having to go in a little bit late. Oh, that's not good. In is it? our expensive seats. When it's when basically the audience are part of the show, yeah. it's not like you can just creep in with someone with a torch and a <laughs> no, waistcoat on. It it's proper. Wasn't very anonymous, Paul. Yeah. Well, you weren't front row, were you? No, we were fourth row, Paul. 
okay. So, uh, but but uh, yes, we uh, got there late. So we weren't allowed in for the first song, which is, of course, Velcro. Oh, yeah. Bian Vanu. No, which is the one everybody... Yeah. Oh, Cabaret, you know, the no main one. No one cares about that one. Who wants, to hear, who wants to hear that completely set the scene for the next two and a half hours? Exactly. Who you know, that? really sort of give you the, 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 the basis of what you're about to see. Yeah. You know? So... Got there late, and we had to watch. We had to stand outside the the auditorium. Did one w- of the staff do it for you? <laughs> Give you the full Joel Grey? Wouldn't just, it be great? <laughs> just because one of the it's front a pretty of good chance most of the ushers and okay, uh, out of work the, actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking if you like, I'll I'll basically that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's even worse than that. We had to stand outside and watch it on a telly. Oh, okay. So, so it was it was going on. Yeah. About four foot away, but we had to watch it on a telly. So I did think we could do it. Nice if they'd put you just in a little booth, allowing you to say, What use is sitting alone in this room? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 that's yes. not, it's not bad. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I went to the, uh, I went to the uh, FA Cup semi final as well. Oh, wow. And some people sat in the bar in Wembley and watched the match mm. in the second half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I did think we could do. When did you just, were you there, but you watched it on the telly? You there, but you weren't there. You yeah. were there, but you watched it on the oh, telly. I mentioned was... before Spurs Forest in a League Cup, huge League Cup semi final years ago, I seem to remember. And Forest in their pomp in the Roy Keane years. Yeah. And we had some great ding dongs with them. And I looked up one of the executive boxes, and there was a bunch of people, and I think, were they watching a replay? They were watching Corrie. <laughs> Great, isn't it? <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? Didn't it's your prawn watch sandwich brigade. I think that's what yeah. kicked off Roy with his hatred of executive boxes. I can imagine, yeah. So there we are. When yeah. were you there, but you weren't there? There when you were, they were there when you weren't there. Also, uh, alternative ways to finish the title. Every year when two teams are kind of quite tight uh, vying for the title, we get this same story. And it's understandable because, you know, we have to face up to the prospect, how, however unlikely it is. Manchester City and Liverpool, Martin Lipton tells us in the Sunday, they could clash in a Premier title decider just three days before the Champions League final. Top flight rules allow a playoff to decide the champions if sides are level on points, goal difference, goal scored and head-to-head results. And that is yeah. a, that's unlikely to happen. Oh, very unlikely. I, I don't know what the odds are, we'll ask Paddy Power. So I thought there must be a better way to decide it than the two teams having a playoff, you yeah. know, because they've played enough football. They're flogged as they've it done. For, we know what these two teams have got. Yeah, maybe it just. I mean, you've got you've got um, Pep and you've got Jurgen. Maybe we can have a quiz. We can have Lovely. a Great Britain quiz. But who's going to set? Who's going to set, who's gonna set the quiz poll? Because people will say, oh, it's so, biased. Especially as we're all Liverpool fans, that's yeah, the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, we, every single one of us. So alternative ways to decide it. You thought choosing five legends would well, be a bad you don't, idea. You don't choose them. Oh, okay. It's the top five. Alive greatest goal scorers for your club. Whatever right. the top five is, they have to turn up. They have to play. I don't know if it's penalties or yeah, maybe it's five aside or that one where you have so to Rushy would have to. Turn where you have out. to run from the halfway line or whatever. You know that one. Maybe that yeah. one. You know, yeah. Rushy would be there. I don't know who the rest are. Sergio Aguero. That's pushing it a bit. Though. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, he's yeah, he still recently game. retired. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but anyway, alternative ways. Let your imagination run yes. wild. If it came down to whether it's the players, where it's the two managers, but Liverpool, Manchester United have said we're not playing any more football. We've had enough. Oh, we're right. definitely not playing any more. So you're going to have to find another way to decide yep. this so um, yeah you let them know this afternoon talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH&J when were you there when were you weren't there uh, when Charlotte was giving us the news earlier on of course we had the Queen's speech earlier on we, we, we got a, a, a sort of a feel of the, the sort of pomp and circumstance when we heard the trumpets How tempting is it for those trumpeters to go into the Rocky thing? <laughs> yeah, you're just thinking. Just thinking, they will just decide. That would be great. Everyone would enjoy it more, wouldn't it? If they just did a medley of hits with bugles, or go into Glad all over or something, you know, all the Z cars. You know, do you play the bugle? I can play the trumpet, yes, badly, but I can play it. But there is a difference between a bugle and a trumpet. Yeah, a bugle has no vowels. Exactly. So I mean, how limiting is just being a bugle player as opposed to a trumpet? Player. Yeah, you sort of got. Do the you la- play jazz bugle? You, you've got you've got the last post. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the last post and that, and that's about it. So it's all basically the notes. Are, are what change. you've got in your. <laughs> and you've got, that's what you've got there. <laughs> Fantastic. D and G. 
Okay. <laughs> there we are. D and G. Well, well yeah. our producer yeah. has, a, has a music degree. Do you so, play yeah. the bugle then? The producer plays the bugle. Yeah, Charlie Baker. I feel yeah. strangely left out. <laughs> well, I mean, I should have brought up, perhaps brought in some bugles. So could you play jazz? And had a bugle. Could off. you play jazz bugle? I mean, the trumpet I mean, gives you a bit more. Probably can't even do that. You need a you need a minor key in there. Okay. Let's have some top bugle players. If anyone wants to call us and play their bugle down the yeah, if you've got nice, if you've got a bugle at home this afternoon, you want to give us a few tunes. Let's well, see the limit of your bugle play or anybody's bugle playing <laughs> with the two notes that what you, you have. Got? Yeah, Show no, you can play got. any status quo, could you? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is the song that our bros come out to. Okay. Yeah, we were asking, weren't we, uh, earlier on, Scott Lorimer, uh, about that because our bros are in the championship playoff. Yeah. And uh, like that? It's not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I don't know. Are the pipes something... in there? Let's hear the chorus. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. It's like he's falling off a cliff. Ah, bro. <laughs> I like it, Charlie. <laughs> not not your version. I like, I like the I like version. It. It's got yeah. a good beat. Yeah, has has got a good beat, as your old dad probably would have said. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, coming up in the second hour of the show, Mark Williams joins us next week on BT Sport, another one of their excellent sports documentaries. Mark is a big Villa fan, yeah. so he was the perfect choice to narrate uh, the uh, Super Villains documentary marking the 40th anniversary of uh, them becoming champions of Europe. It is quite the story, down to Nigel Spink, the keeper, having a go in after a few minutes of the game. Yeah. Tony, the manager, Tony Barton, Ron Saunders, they winning the title the year before. It's an amazing story. A good story, a, yeah. A great time for them. So we'll be chatting to Mark about that a little bit later on in. We'll Mark's had an incredible career as well, hasn't he, as well? Oh, you yeah. know, it's, think of him doing things like the Far Show and but also he's in Harry Potter. He and, is, yeah. And, and uh, what's it, Father Brown he's on, is it? Is Father, Father Brown, Brown? yeah. It's a yeah, huge yeah, show. Yeah, it's a massive yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon Brodkin joins us. Um, we'll get you involved in uh, various bits and pieces as well as always. You've already been responding today. Um, Charlie went to see uh, Cabaret at the weekend. Mm. Got there a bit late and had to watch the first number, quite uh, important, um, outside on a telly because they wouldn't let him in. (laughs) And so Charlie wanted to know about those times you were there but you weren't there. Jack the Happy Hammer said, try to introduce my dad to the mighty Dagenham and Redbridge and took him to a game. We had a couple of pints in the bar before the game. Ended up staying in there and watching the game on CCTV. (laughs) (laughs) Grainy black and white security camera. Although I have... Watched Dagenham and Redbridge a few times in yeah. the last few years. And you think that's the best way to probably the best them. way to watch it. He said it was raining uh, after all, so that was his excuse. Oh, there we are. 
And we've also asked you with the possibility, albeit a very, very unlikely one, that Manchester United and Manchester... Sorry, Manchester... Manchester United, those were the days. Manchester City and Liverpool could be be contesting uh, a playoff game to decide who wins the title if all the stars align with goal difference and goals scored and head-to-head results, etc. But it's never going to happen. And also, they've played enough football. Give them a break. They've got a World Cup coming up. We need an alternative way to decide the title. Uh, you've been coming up with all sorts of ideas. Mm. What about a, a, a birthday spread? Says yeah, Mark, I've, had, I've, had a, I've had a few of those on, yeah. on, on my Twitter as well. Who would yeah. be better? Who do you think would be better at that? I think the forensic nature of Pep, he's the sort of guy who could look at the birthdays one year and just remember them for the following yeah. year. But so I, think I think it's about reading people, one. Paul. So I think, think, think so? Jürgen's a better p- a people man. Okay. So I think, he'd, I think he'd be a bit better at it, you know. So. Lunchbox says, what about um, a penalty shootout? Five fans from each team selected in a ballot. Wow. So you have the City yeah. and Liverpool, they're on the pitch, and you say, row 12, yeah. block 17, and it doesn't matter if you're 80 or you're yeah. 8. And it's little little, little t- Jaden, who's 6. Yeah. Is that his first match? Has to come out and take the take pens. Take the pen. And that's the luck. Five City... Five Liverpool. That's quite a nice idea. Nice idea. Um, at least number of lineup changes, Daz suggests. That's a bit serious, isn't it, really? I mean, <laughs> don't wait. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, they've changed less players. They're the winners of the trophy. Uh, also, uh, being there but not there, TalkSport's very own Alan Brazil were reminded by David Newcastle. <laughs> went to Moscow oh, yeah. to watch the Champions League final. Ended up watching it in a hotel bar. Why do you sound yeah. so surprised, Dave? <laughs> he didn't want to go. Yeah, at least he no, went that exactly, time. I've got yeah. other examples where he doesn't actually get to the country where the game's on. Despite having a ticket for that match but also go and see him live with Ray Parler oh yeah you know, on a national that may be tour well, you know. that may well be I think it that might may be turn up on it might it, be one it? of yeah. the stories involving watching a World Cup final from a bar um, Sabutio winner takes all says Joseph wow. old uh, style western shootout with paintball guns <laughs> we'd all want we all want to see that Nathan Dunn in, in the woods or on yeah. the pitch the TV <laughs> in the woods do you think it's like a sort of paintball thing they're out in the woods in the woods yeah yeah and then, I don't know and how they film they, it they sort of come together yeah, it'd be lovely. A cameraman you know? on each one, GoPros. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm man- sure both man- managers will be up for most of these. I can't see, <laughs> can't see that, why they you know. wouldn't be. Kabaddi for a playoff, says wow, Andy from Aberdeen. Yes, what a nice, yes, idea. nice idea. Musical chairs, says Keith and Brian. <laughs> that would be good. With two people. Middle of the pitch, Yeah, Paul. Wouldn't last very long, would it? No, chairs all the way down the middle of the pitch, full squads. Oh, okay, you mean like all, the yeah, whole yeah. squads, not oh, just yeah. Pep and... and uh, lovely, and they play, first and they Jürgen. play, um, you know... The uh, the uh, you'll never walk alone when the music stops on that yeah no it's lovely isn't it if Alan Harlow was in charge Blue of the, Moon if Alan was in charge of the Premier League and he said we've decided we've decided not to have a playoff we're going to do it with Kaplunk just wow. the look on their faces the look on the faces of those two when they were told they would decide the Did title Kaplunk with Kaplunk reach Germany I don't know I if it was an international I game did. I think it was it was huge it was huge Kaplunk. so keep those coming talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J staying with Jurgen Klopp oh yeah um, he turned up a training in his Bentley why shouldn't he look you know treat himself he well I think why he shouldn't because he's sponsored by Opal well he has an Opal. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he has um, an Opal insignia. Okay. It's a Voxel, isn't also, it? Yeah, that he also has. Reps car, uh, isn't it? Reps car. Well, I, I, I've mentioned before, when I when I worked at Chelsea, most of the players, I saw a little, little alpha spider that Robbie Di Matteo had. Most of the players had nice cars, yeah. as you can imagine. But um, one of them had a Bentley, and I think the first day he drove it, he managed to hit a tree. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> not used. I mean, he was all right, but yeah. it was just... You know. Not for no, no good. Not great. Should have bought a slower it, car. Who was that massive French rugby player? Second row, you know, Sebastian. Was it Shabat? Shabat? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. remember him? About six foot nine. Yeah. He used to drive a smart car. Did he really? Yeah, big man in small cars. Not, not a lot funnier. Well, um, Franco Zola, very a lovely man. Okay. Um, he uh, they they had a deal with Vauxhall at Chelsea, and he'd just come over, and um, I think well, he'd been he might have been here for a while, but he decided. That the, the uh, what was the one that was there was it the senator that was bigger than the oh, cavalier oh really right. which was like he quite, a, quite spent a flash, out a bit had he? quite a flash saloon yeah uh, I think he'd it gone was. for that one very, and he very went nice. it was quite a nice saloon but he'd come in to the club sometimes and it didn't look like it's like he was a rep <laughs> yeah, like he'd have all his he'd have his jacket hanging in the back <laughs> yeah, Frank yeah. and he'd uh, some carpet samples yeah carpet or samples and then after cleaning training products. he'd go and sit in a lay by with an apple and a garage sandwich <laughs> reading the paper yeah. but. He probably didn't do any of those. No, none things, of that. Maybe but, he didn't. I don't know. But it would have you know, been. A, it would have been a nice touch. Had he Some done it. basic advice we were going to do, weren't we, Paul? Oh, yeah. I know we were going to do. This uh, is um, on. 
This is Soufal, isn't it, of uh, West Ham? Yeah. He was saying that the advice they've been given by David Moyes... Yeah. Uh, uh, Soufal uh, has revealed West Ham's simple tactic to get the best out of star forward Jared Bowen yeah. was just give him the ball. <laughs> Well, look, you know, get just, it to Jared. It's a simple game. Remember the yeah. famous Harry Redknapp with Roman Pavlyuchenko. You know, just go out there and run about a bit. I've paraphrased that. <laughs> that's what he told Run him. about a bit. That's what he, Harry said to there him, just are. go out there, Pav, and just <laughs> run about a bit. <laughs> and to be honest, that wasn't his strength as a player, oh, running right. about a bit okay. or running about at all, to be so honest. So we'll, we'll take some basic advice. Yeah, if you've been offered yeah. advice quite as basic as that, maybe in a new job, um, maybe the first day in bomb disposal. Not ideal, <laughs> is it, really? Just get, cut the you right know, just wire. Go cut the, all I can tell you is you've got to cut the wrong Just don't cut the wrong ones. If, if you take nothing away from day one, take the manual home, have a read tonight, but I reckon you'll be fine tomorrow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport, making a welcome return to uh, the show now. He's uh, a comedian, comedian and prankster. Yeah. Uh, he's very much in comedian mode while he's on tour. Been reading some very good reviews of his oh, tour. Yeah, well, he's very good stand up. Enjoying himself. Yeah. Simon Brodkin's back. Good afternoon, Simon. Hey, Simon. Hey, hello. How you doing, guys? Yeah, very we're well, good, Simon. Well. Yeah, so it seems to be going down well the tour at the moment. Yeah. Tour's going down a treat, but you are, I mean, talk about the, the bandwagon. I've only got four more dates to go. Oh. <laughs> This is uh, reminding me of what people say to me when I tell them I'm a Manchester City fan. Like, yeah. where were you? Yeah. Where were you <laughs> well, we've, we've had you on before, I think, talking about it. Yeah, I think we did at the start of the fair, tour. You guys have been big, big lovers of me, my yeah. work, my pranks and my tour. So, um, yeah, go on then. Have a couple of free tickets. Why yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're in Manchester tonight. Is that right? Yeah, Manchester tonight. Then Bristol, Swindon, London and... Um, and then, um, bad news for my wife. You're I'm back. coming home. You're coming home. You're coming. coming to <laughs> has, this, has this been a split tour, Simon? Have you been on and off, or has this just gone all the way through? Uh, COVID. Um, yeah. Don't know whether you guys have heard of it. On <laughs> yeah. I know you focus mainly on the. We the, te- yeah, we, we, tended, we brushed over it. Mainly we just sport. concentrated on the the championship and uh, and the, the battle for yeah. the top. Well, really. the, I love the way the one thing that was left pretty much unaffected of everything that happened in the mm. UK. It was like, we have to get the Premier League back up and running. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs the it. The whole country in tatters. They were like, we need to give the people football, otherwise they're going to riot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there could be something in that. The tour's called Troublemaker, and I think it's it's stand-up, but it's you do touch on... You touch on the, the, the scrapes you've got into, haven't you, during those years of high-profile pranks? Absolutely. There's um, uh, people want to know about them and I talk about them. I talk about the Trump one. I talk about the, um, um, well, actually the set one. I'm just writing my my brand new show. Mm. So you're coming to the end of the Troublemaker tour and I'm about to launch a new Edinburgh show at the Edinburgh Festival, um, which I'm going to be talking about the, uh, um, the set stunt And um, which obviously is probably one I'm most known for where Chuck Lamani over Sep, I'm dragged out the room. Two minutes later, Sep is stood next to me. He abandoned the press conference. I didn't know this. I think there was because there were my notes all over the floor and he was like, I I cannot resist taking these and just scarp it out the room. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was insane because we're stood there outside this press conference like, like, I, it was like two naughty school children, basically, who've both been kicked out of class, you know, uh, uh, um, you know one of them for chucking something, the other one for fraud, bribery and money laundering. And, <laughs> um, and the best bit was he says to me, he looks at me, he says, you should be ashamed of yourself. Wow. wow. Said straight back the at most, you, mate. The yeah. most, exactly. Well, I, I was just thinking, yeah, well, let's see who ends up in prison, mate. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, it was me. Okay. <laughs> and we were saying earlier on, it would be great if it became a personal vendetta. Now, Sepp's got a bit of time on his hands and he comes to the Swindon Arts Centre on the 15th of May, <laughs> sits in the first row, goes, not funny. <laughs> because, and he just, he, he was there, he was there every night of the tour. Heard it. <laughs> just, and he's just he killing you by heckling for the whole show. But if he tried to come on stage, I think I'd need to give him some assistance now. He's getting on a bit, isn't he? But um, let's be honest, he wouldn't because he'd have to fork out with his own money because I'm not giving him a freebie. But um, 
the, yeah, him, Theresa May, Donald Trump just sat there hurling abuse at me. It'll be, it'll be all right, actually. It'll be all right. Um, so, yeah, the Troublemaker Tour has been, been pretty epic. Four more shows. Um, and, yeah, look, this is my first tour that I've done out of character. Yeah. People obviously know me for Lee, um, especially you know, for Jason Benz, who's made a few appearances on your show. He certainly has. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he set up 17 different companies that uh, uh, apparently existed before COVID. So he is um, he's doing well from the government handouts, says Jason Benz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of the um, some of the stunts you've pulled in football, trying to get on the plane with the England players, rocking up in a yeah. suit. Are you, get, are you a marked man now, Lee? You've warmed up a couple of times yeah. with teams, haven't you? Pulled the kit on. I mean, I think you must have lots and lots of different institutions questioning the quality of their security uh, when you oh, manage yeah. to pull these things off. The best was I, I was um, um, sent a picture by someone who was working at uh, one of the big global um uh you know heads of state meetings you mm. know the the g7 the g whatever right and um, uh, um and they sent me a photo of all the people who this security like we're talking top 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 security have been told to look out for and there are these pictures on the wall of these awful terrible terrorists and then there's this little picture of me. Oh, no. <laughs> At the end, watch out for this small Jewish funny man. <laughs> you don't want to go anywhere where they've got snipers, ideally, do you? You don't want to, you know, anywhere oh, mate, where... I tell you what, I don't normally get scared when I do them. Um, and there's probably something wrong with my brain because of that. Um, but the one when I gave Theresa May the P45, mm, yeah, I yeah. was pretty sure that I was going to take, um, that I was, I, I don't know, a bullet somewhere, a karate chop somewhere, a rugby tackle. I thought that there'd be this thing where if you get within a few, you know, centimetres of the prime minister, yeah, it's yeah. like a code seven. Yeah. Instead, I gave her the P45. She took it, yeah. went, thank you very much, because she's clearly too nice to be a leader of a country. <laughs> and then the security came along. I'm like, here we go. They ushered me back down into the floor of journalists to stay <laughs> seated for the rest of the speech. Wow. And I'm sat there thinking, dude, I, I've sort of, my work here is done. Yes. So um, I'm not going to stay for the rest of the speech. I know it might be a little bit rude. And that's when I trundled off to Boris. Uh, yeah, gave him the, the thumbs up, was it? thumbs up, yeah. yeah, thumbs up, the slap on that. I've just whacked up on my TikTok actually. The um, the th I, I I didn't realize right because I hadn't seen this footage and someone unearthed this footage, and I went over to Boris, slapped him on the thigh, said uh, I was pretending to be this sort of uh, Tory, um, you know, one of the Tory minions, mm -hmm. uh, all in my all in my um, my shirt and blue tie yeah. and slicked hair, and I said Boris. That couldn't have gone better. Absolutely <laughs> marvellous. I gave it to her exactly as you wanted. Yeah. And I, <laughs> he then mouths, I can't say it on, uh, on, on Talk Sport at this time, he then mouths stupid, um, um, oh. begins with T okay. um, and rhymes and ends in... Um, We're with uh, you. Tory. Yeah, Tory. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you stupid Tory, exactly. <laughs> so, which is yeah. now going to be on the quote for my my new Edinburgh show. Oh, it's lovely. got Scotsman hilarious and then Boris Johnson stupid, yes. which is, um, which is nice, you know, and nice touch. Not getting a shooing from security. I would no. imagine this, but I mean, looking what? at what happened with Dave Chappelle, the bloke who tried to run on that stage yeah. the other day, he won't be, I don't think we'll be doing that again. Yeah, no. But um, can, he can uh, scratch his own back now. That yeah, bloke. he probably can. <laughs> with Kanye at, uh, at, um, at Glastonbury, I would imagine, you know, the. Oh, I just, I get a feeling that the, the, when you were dragged from the stage, they would have let you know and you shouldn't have done that. Or were they all very polite? It was classic Glastonbury. It was amazing. Most of the places, after you get arrested, they are not very happy that their security has been breached. Hmm. After I joined Kanye West on stage at Glastonbury, uh, which are a, a hundred, how many hundreds of thousands is the pyramid stage? I, I don't know. Anyway, my so far, my tour. Um, that's still a record um, yeah. <laughs> attendance for, for, for me being on stage. Um, and I was dragged away and the Glastonbury head of security comes along and I'm about to get, I, I don't know what, because it was just me and him and I thought he can do anything here. He can give me a proper kicking. He can give me a cheeky slap. He can ban me for life. Don't do that again, Simon. 
that's great. Simon, what top tips would you give for anyone who wants to get into being a prankster? I'd, I'd say don't do it. I, I think well, in the, in might, might be. Is it just confidence, pure confidence? Uh, confidence, gahoonies, planning. Mm. Um, don't tell your worried mother because she'll just give you more angst than mm. you can deal with. Uh, she's often on the phone going, Do you know what? I don't want to know what you're up to, Simon. <laughs> Just don't tell me. Um, and, um, and yeah, go for it. Go, yeah. go, go for it. I mean, the Kanye yeah. West one was a classic. Got turned away a few times thinking this isn't going to happen. And then on the, um, something like the fourth attempt, I just bowled in holding a little toy microphone that I'd bought from Asda <laughs> a few days before. I kid you not. Went up to the lot, bowled over, went up, got past all the outer layers, got the inner layer of security. And they're like, what are you doing, mate? And I said, I'm <laughs> about to be on stage, you idiot. Oh, lifted wow. their hands up and on I went. And um, I lo- what I love about it is the really uncool dance you do. You're like, <laughs> you're like Stu Francis in Panto. You kind of, you skip on, you skip on in a really uncool way, Simon. I don't know if you, I, I think that was the plan. First of all, that's actually the coolest dance. <laughs> I was pretty excited to be on. I was expecting Kanye to have backing singers, bands, because I hadn't actually been around the front. I'd just been around the back, so I had no idea. Someone headlines Glastonbury, you're thinking they're going to be there with the bands and the singers and the backing. So I'm running through thinking, okay, where is he? Uh, but it was just it, it was just Mr. Kanye and wow. Mr. Brodkin on stage Amazing. together, and unfortunately, he didn't have the sense of humour. And uh, I was expecting a bit of a rap, a bit of a duet, especially yeah. once to see my dancing. But um, uh, he ended it. He oh, ended wow. it. Didn't well, get a slap. Simon, always good to talk to you. Best of luck with the rest of the tour. Cheers, Those last Simon. few dates, people can go and hear more of these stories on on the tour. Uh, it's still to play Manchester, Bristol. I see uh, Swindon and uh, London Swindon, as well. London, go SimonBrogdon.com, get tickets, and EdFringe.com for my brand new Edinburgh show. This is the first time we've mentioned that on S. There we go, a little exclusive for you fellas. Bye always great stuff. talking to you. Cheers, Simon. All Cheers, best. Simon. Thanks. thanks a lot. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye, 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 bye. There we are, Simon Brodkin. Their troublemaker is tour coming to an end. But there we are. Wow, you need you need some cajon is to do that don't you I mean he's talked us through a few of those it's all oh, scary tried stuff. to get in places now and again but I've never tried to do anything like that you know yeah I tried to get in the pit lane of Le Mans once just got out a Ferrari shirt on I had drink had been taken Paul. <laughs> just the Ferrari shirt you probably weren't the only one in the Ferrari shirt <laughs> no you? but I did try and get in it sounds front if you look confident you, in those what, situations they always say carry a clipboard wear a high vis you get in anywhere Really? It was <laughs> but you know. Okay. I think I'd, I'd drunk too much to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> to try and pull it off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The title's got to be decided, uh, and it could be decided with a playoff, potentially. That's too much football to play. When you've played a whole season, you don't need to play another game. You need an alternative method of deciding if everything tallies, goal difference, points, goal scored, head-to-head records. Mm-hmm. We need other uh, options. Uh, Pep and Jürgen do the BBC Superstars competition, oh, lovely, says yes. KJ in London. Archery, cycling, be tremendous, wouldn't it? We'd all watch that. An alternative to that, someone else has said, I can't find it at the moment, but it says... Um, is uh, you know we know it used to be with indoor league. Oh, indoor it. league! Love yeah. to see Freddie Klopp, Truman show, Klopp yeah. and Pep fighting out with a full round of the indoor league. Yeah, love to see Pep playing shove penny or Jurgen tries his hand at bar billiards. It was good, good indoor league. As I said, Proper board, mind Yorkshire board. Fred no longer with us, so we'd have to get Goffy in to present. Yeah, yes, I tell you, yes. this came up in. I did um, quickly. Kevin Willie score. Oh, yeah. uh, the podcast for Lovely, Josh yeah. Wickham and Chris Skull, their nineties football podcast. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd of, imagine you the ideal guest for that. Paul. Well, it was fun. We talked a bit about the magazine. I, I sort of co-edited ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, different things and a bit of fantasy football and a few yarns from that. And yeah. uh, indoor league did come up. Did it? Because, um, I mean, if, if the, for the kids listening, this was a TV show invented by the, the late, great Sid Waddell that uh, that Yorkshire TV did. And uh, fiery Fred Truman, one of the greatest fast bowlers of all time, was the host. He would do it in a jumper. He'd wander on with a pint of bitter yeah. with his pipe. And he'd say, now then. And, he'd, <laughs> and it was half an hour of pub games. Yeah. That were, and it was a TV show that, I mean... A, a, 
Chris Cole was saying on the podcast that we thought this was something that went out 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know, bloke smoking a pipe, pint, a bit there, pub games. It went out at lunchtime. Yeah, it was a TV lovely. show that went out at one thirty. It was daytime TV, one <laughs> thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I've only ever seen my friend had a DVD of the whole thing. You can get yeah, like I've a got DVD, it. Yeah, it's a, a, box it's a joy. It's, there's only five episodes because we raided what was left in the because most of those tapes got recorded over. Yeah. So there was only five, about five or six episodes left at Yorkshire TV. We got them all for fantasy football, and it was just a joy yeah. to plough through them again. Did they do the one where you skittles? Skittles, where you just you you sort of yeah. swing the ball well, on the. Sw- it was it was in, uh, you know obviously Sid's involvement in darts, but it was probably one of the first times that darts was seen by that kind of audience. Yeah. You know, and it got bigger and bigger from from that point on. You know, I you love those to, pub games. There's a pub near me. And they have... You have, down in the West Country... They have I've, a hook on I the wall. It, yeah. And well, I was a bit worried. On, they have a hook on the wall, mm. and on one of the uh, uh, beams, yeah. they have hung a, a, a bit of string yeah. with a, a ring on the end. Oh, yeah. And you have to swing it and try and land the ring on the hook. Okay. Oh, that's a great game, Paul. Is it good? It sounds a bit hours. dangerous in a packed pub, a big metal ring <laughs> yeah. swinging about. Sort of for a quiet lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'd say so. I'd tell you, it's a brilliant yeah. game. Oh, we did a show down in Somerset, myself and Andy. It was a completely bizarre show. It was when Eon were the sponsors of the FA Cup. Oh, right. And it was a competition winner was to have a show broadcast from your house. Oh, nice. And it was down in uh, Somerset. Yeah. And the guy that won it, and uh, it was brilliant. He was a really good lad. He took us for a, a few pints in his local the night before. We went down the night before. Yeah. And they had the full... Had the full um, uh, what do you call it? Skittle Alley. Skittles, proper they? old school. Because they, they're not all the there anymore. You see, because they know they have brilliant. to make, make money out of food now. So yeah. they put food in them. But yeah, been there for hundreds Good of years. Proper Skittle Alley. And we Aunt Sally Skittles. ever played that? What's Aunt Sally? Aunt Sally, you throw you throw a stick like a cricket stump yeah. at another stick that's balanced on top of a stick. Right. Okay. You, have to try you made your own entertainment down you, in Turkey. No, no. This is talk. This is an Oxfordshire game, Aunt Sally, and you have to knock the like a wooden doll cleanly off the top of the stump. That's like the idea that there's people lobbing metal rings and sticks yeah, around Paul, in pubs all over Oxford. You've had a few pints. Do you want to come and throw a stick? Yes! <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> yeah, it involves uh, Neville Southall in this bloke's garden saving penalties, which he did every time. <laughs> did Ridiculously he? good. Didn't say it, didn't let one yeah, in. Pat Nevin joined us. It was just a mad day. Oh, just a mad a day, day of day. In a show from a bloke's garden. Anyway, those were the days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rock, paper, scissors. I sp- Lee, the Leeds fan. Yeah, that, that, I think we need something a bit more dramatic than that. <laughs> decide the title <laughs> when were you there but not really there Phil yes. Thomas has been in touch the, okay. the sports writer for Sun good afternoon Phil we were all at the old Trafford fourth test in Botham's Ashes uh, series in 81 and uh, Tavray Chris good old Chris Tavray oh, yeah, was lovely. boring everyone rigid <laughs> two of our crowd went to the bar to get the round in and when Brearley was out meaning Botham came in the bar emptied our mates made the most of how easy it had become to get served <laughs> to such an extent that Botham had hit a ton and was out by the time they reappeared with the drinks <laughs> happen that's fantastic. Oh, fantastic I mean a lot of examples of what you miss out on miss the Thank greatest you. innings of all time yeah. you know yeah. Steve the Liverpool fan said I went to the League Cup final hospitality watched the game in the seats next to the Royal Box watched the penalties thinking the trophy lift was on the pitch we went back to eat uh, the full time pies realised too late that Liverpool walked straight past our seats oh, so we watched it on the screens oh, we so are. when were you there and not there Charlie turned up late for cabaret and uh, had to kind of be watch the first part of the show on a telly outside the song Cabaret the song okay, missed that <laughs> on not, a Ville comment not yeah. Cabaret Ville comment not was, acted out for him by uh, one of the ushers which is a great shame the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport <laughs> Here we go. Any lyrics? No lyrics. Indoor league. Although <laughs> you, you say that uh, on fantasy football, when we uh, when we play, we, Jeff did come out and sing. Jeff has to come out and go indoor league. Oh yeah. La, 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 la. Well, that's how they no used to write. To that's how they used to write the, yeah. it, the Sweeney, the Sweeney. Yeah. Coronation Street. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. And that's how they used to do it. Charlie Baker sings the lyricless songs. That could be a show, oh, John. What a lovely show. If anyone's got any requests oh, other than Get Off. Okay, yeah. 
if there's other songs that don't have lyrics, <laughs> Emma Down Farm, da 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 da, Emma <laughs> Down Farm. Suppose that proves the point. Emma Down Farm, da da Emma Down Farm. Casualty, can't maybe not. That's not a stop. That's irritating both of us. Dragged you down there. Yeah, I just sucked into your vortex. But what a theme tune! That's right. Yeah, hoary old organ sound. Huge theme tune, and then like, being a oh, then now then it's a sort of organ sound. You get a Leslie speaker, and Fred has constantly been emptying his pipe into the back of it, <laughs> yeah. and that's the sound you get. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Anyway, on to more important matters, and um, I think we were all shocked and stunned when um, Diego Maradona's shirt from the Hand of God game in '86, mm. uh, which was uh, swapped with uh, Steve Hodge, the England midfielder. Um, after the game, went for £7 million. Yeah. So I remember speaking to Steve um, back in 1998 and we were chatting about that shirt and uh, he said, a few people have said to me, it could go as much as a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. I'm keeping it. I think, wow, that's a lot of money. Little yeah. did we know. Uh, now I'd have liked that. Have you seen this train guy? The train guy who oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. has the camera on his face. I'd, li- I'd have liked one of those cameras on Steve Hodges' face <laughs> as the gavel it, went down on seven or it, million. Or if they'd played it a bit like the end of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, Grand Bud Auctions have uh, got a, another iconic football shirt. And we we're just wondering whether the sale of that shirt has inflated the market or not. Here to tell us more about that is the man himself, Graham Bud. Good afternoon, Graham. Hey, Graham. Good afternoon. Hi. Before we come on to your item, as somebody, a seasoned auctioneer who works in this area, could yeah. you quite believe it went for as much as that? No. Um, I mean, everybody in our industry was uh, was stunned as well because I think the point is the, the previous uh, world record for a football shirt was, was Pelé 1970 World Cup final, which mm-hmm. is a pretty iconic occasion as well. Um, and that made about 150,000. Okay, it was 10 or 12 years ago, but... Uh, to jump from that sort of figure to seven million is just absolutely extraordinary. I mean, when you think of records being broken, you you think of the track and you know a, a few tenths of a second being shaved off or something. But to jump from one hundred and fifty thousand to seven million just yeah. um, left us all stunned and and, and and amazed, and and wondering whether anything like that will be repeated again in our market. I mean. Who knows? But it's difficult to think what it might be. I was going to ask you. I mean, is is it such an outlier? You've spoken to other auctioneers, or as you say, people in your business, thinking, "Look, it's it's a one-off. It's there's not going to be anything. It's not reset the tariff. It hasn't inflated the market. It's just a, a kind of crazy one-off." Yeah, I think I think that's right. And I mean, I I think managing actually some sellers' expectations is going to be our biggest challenge really <laughs> yeah. going forward. You know, because I mean, I, I had an inquiry this week that somebody owns. Um, a Pelé jersey from his period in uh, New York Cosmos in, in ASL. Yeah. And, you know, it's a lovely shirt, um, but I mean, and I quoted two to three thousand, which is a perfectly respectable and accurate quote. But uh, I mean, the potential seller was—you could tell—they were just so underwhelmed with the with the quote that I don't think we're going to be getting it. You know, and that, so I think, yeah, managing expectation is, but uh, there will be some advantages. I think it will have a certain trickle down effect. Really, I mean, it—you know—it's happened. It, it's it's there and. It, it really makes a statement about our market and how mature it's become and what wealthy collectors we have in it. So, you know, hopefully it will have also a positive effect and, and sort of bring the price up of everything else with it, you know. In hoping the great Pelly is with us for a, a good long time to come, I mean, does it make a difference when you're selling these items sort of posthumously, much as Steve Hodge did? Yeah, um, I mean, I can understand Steve's decision to, you know, to, to, to wait and everything. And, yeah, that, I, I think with the serious memorabilia, that that, that does... Um, where it doesn't, there's a lot of sportsmen post-career, they, they spend half their time going to signings all the time and they just, you know, I mean, Muhammad Ali was a, was, was a, a, a figure in, in question. He, he would just sit down and sign like 100 gloves, you know, mm-hmm. in a session. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of material like that out there. And what tended to happen after he passed away is that everybody had the same idea and put it all on the market all at the same time. And if anything, actually, it flooded the market and, and, and the price went down. Right. But that, that wouldn't be the that wouldn't be the case for something that's, you know, an absolutely iconic piece of, uh, um, you know, memorabilia from, from their career, that's for sure. I yeah. suppose the mistake sometimes is to think what's <clears throat> important to you will be important to everybody else as well, as I've got a few talk United bits that I know aren't worth anything to anybody else right. other than myself, but they mean a lot to me. Sure. So I suppose it's being yeah. honest with yourself about what's important, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely no. I mean, we've all got cherished things. I mean, I've got the 
you know, the programme from the first football match I ever went to in, in 71. It's worth yeah. 50 probably, but, you know, to me, it's, uh, yeah, it's my, you know, my favourite piece in the collection, really. Now, you, you have an iconic shirt up for grabs. Mm. It's um, the Aguero shirt from uh, the win against QPR, the dramatic goal, the number 16. I don't think you said Aguero correctly there, Paul. No. <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> There's another way you need to say it. I can't, I can't attempt to intimidate Martin entirely or, or yeah. imitate, not intimidate. I'd never do that either. No. <laughs> He's a much bigger man than me. Yeah, uh, yeah the Aguero moment, the Kun Aguero okay. shirt, the 16. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it online at the moment. I mean, there was a piece in the paper saying it could go for a million. I mean, you're right. It says here the estimate is twenty to 30,000. Yeah, I don't know quite where the million came from. I mean, it's twenty to 30,000. Obviously, we've had this in the pipeline for, um, you know, weeks and months, really, and way before Maradona. So we, we, we haven't changed the estimate. We don't intend to change the estimate. But in the end, uh, it's the market that decides these prices. It's not... It's not the seller, it's not the auctioneer, it's it, it's the people bidding in, in, in the room. So we, we, we think that's a, a, a fair estimate for this, you know, really, really historic shirt. But it will be really interesting to see where it gets to on, on the day after events of, of last week. I mean, it certainly could raise expectation, that's absolutely for sure. Definitely. I'm not sure Noel Gallagher's listening, he's thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I would imagine it would go for more than that, even in isolation without the, the Maradona shirt. I mean, if you are a moneyed City fan, yeah. this is... this is It's those stand-up, stand-out iconic moments, yeah. isn't it? And that, because of, well, because of many things, because of the commentary, because of the timing of the goal, yeah, because of who they beat to the title, all those things, it, is, yeah. it really yeah. is one of those moments, isn't it? Yeah, and there's well, it, been a lot of interest in it, I take it, Graham. Yeah, I mean, well, we've been, we've been live since, uh, since, since Friday and there's a lot of people uh, that have registered and, you know, I've got it on their watch list for, for, for the auction. And, I, and I'm hoping, actually, it might go a little bit beyond Man City supporters as well. I mean, it's such an iconic piece of... Mm of English football history as well, you know, and I think there are there are collectors that take a, a broader approach to collecting really rather than just uh zooming in on their on their actual club. So hopefully and uh, there might be a bit of international interest, another Argentinian player interestingly of course as well. Yeah. So um if anybody was the underbidder last week on, on that, that jersey, well you've got another another pop at uh at uh in on the twenty fourth of May. And the money is going to charity, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is good. I, I'm glad we can make that point. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, somebody who's in our industry, very dear to us. Um, he's an expert on football shirts. He's he's been in um, poor health for an, a number of years, and um, the person who's selling it is 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 going to um, it's it's going to be split. But it's going to be donated to to him to help with his medical treatments, and then also two charities that uh, have supported him and he's supported them during the illness, and that's uh, testicular cancer, um, check and lads. Uh, and also the Stroke Association. And when we heard about that, we we actually decided that we would um, cancel our normal um, sellers auctioneers commission as well. So 100% of the sale proceeds will um, will go to these very worthy causes. So that's a really good story. Yeah. Great. Well, to go and check out uh, all the uh, details of the shirt and all the other items in this um, 30 years of the Premier League and sporting memorabilia sales, GrahamBudAuctions.co.uk. They'll have all the details there. Good to talk to you again, Graham. Thanks. Thanks, a lot. Graham. Thank you very much. Grand Bud Auctions there on the Cunaguero shirt, the 16 shirt yeah. that wore that day. I sponsor the, well, my <coughs> podcast, The National Obsession. <coughs> we sponsor the Talking United Left Backs away shirt, yeah. Paul, which is always good fun every season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Dean Moxie. Remember, remember Dean Moxie? Yeah, remember Dean. Yeah, yeah. Palace and Exeter yeah, City yeah, yeah. and all sorts, but big talkie fan favourite now. And, uh, and you've been sent his shirt. Got, you? We get part of the deal is you get sent the shirt. <clears> so <throat> I got sent the shirt. Is it a match they still got two games to play. Is it? <laughs> you might have to <laughs> give it back. So, so, but I'm assuming they're not going to wear the away shirt unless it was like a little sort of. So it's one of his match worn ones. It's a match worn one. Well, they, nice. they only have one. Oh, okay. That, it's not. You know, we're not going to throw them to the crowd every week. They don't do that every week. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but washed. It is washed, Paul. Yes. Is it washed? It's been washed. Did you Paul. want it washed? Uh, well. I think you should probably have it washed. Do you not think? Not what do you really? think? Really, not if it's match. Now it's just the shirt. You think, yeah? I think so. I mean, the, the, I don't think I want was it. the thing about the Maradona shirt. There was kind of signs yeah. of a bit of, sort of sweat stainage uh, and yeah. stuff in places. To be honest, you know, I don't think I want. I want that. You know, I'm happy to have the shirt and to, to support the club in that sort of way. But you if you don't can, want, I would you don't highly want recommend Dean Moxie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think Dean Moxie would want Dean Moxie on his shirt. I don't know, but well, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it yeah. gives it the author a bit of mud, a bit of Vic. Good football. Gives it the authentic. Yeah. It makes it feel authentic, doesn't it? Good football. A bit too small. I can't wear it though, Paul, because he's a medium. Ah, well, it will fit your coat. It'll fit John. Yeah, it'll fit John. John yeah. So yeah, but then I'd have to give it to him. and I want to keep it. Okay. So, so now, now it's now just how it is. Now it is. Just how it is, isn't it? I'll get it framed. Yeah. Get it framed. I won't get it framed. I've got hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> been saying that for the one we got when I had last year, our left back didn't play. Oh really? <laughs> match unworn. A match unworn Un- shirt. Unworn he never shirt. got a game. Never got a game. You're right, Jonah. There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Quite a few theme tunes you want Charlie Baker to sing, surprisingly. <laughs> I feel like I've opened Pandora's box here. You probably have. Uh, anyway, Dug myself a hole. Before we just want to do one. Before we do this, um, yeah, we we mentioned earlier. Well, why did we get into this? I don't know. Into, indoor league. There was no words was to it. No words. And we mentioned that it worked. Uh, you know, uh, when we did fantasy. The Sweeney is the classic one. The Sweeney. The Sweeney. Yeah, you expect you have an expectation. That's what the words yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the listeners um, wanted you to do uh, match of the day. Oh yeah, yeah. match yeah. of the day. Match of the day. Match of the day. Match of the day. Match of of the uh, day match of yes. they yes, nearly I mean, it sort of works yeah yeah I've never quite hard actually considering how long it's been around they've never put any lyrics to it have they lovely someone must have tried you know that was the thing with anyone can fall in love by Anita Dobson oh lovely yeah why didn't she just come on and go EastEnders we would have preferred that wouldn't we yeah it's her birthday this week Paul so she might turn up in the spread Thursday you never know I don't know how old she is Okay. Uh, well, look, um, you are listening to TalkSport, by the way. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. US sports writer Rick Riley has written extensively about golf, and he is back doing that once again with a lovely book. It's a kind of collection of writing, all different manner of stories from the sport he loves. It's called So Help Me Golf, Why We Love the Game. And delighted to say Rick joins us now. Good afternoon, Rick. Good afternoon, Rick. And the best thing about this is there's no uh, Trump stories. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Actually, we're going to come back to that in a minute because uh, we've not talked to you since the hole-in-one. But let's talk about the book. And it's interesting because you do love golf, clearly. You've played it around the world with lots of great players, lots of great celebs, etc., and presidents. But also, it comes from a, a darkish place. The first chapter really tells the story of all the reasons why you shouldn't love golf. Yeah, I hated I hated golf as a kid because my dad was a drunk golfer and and violent. And so when he came up those that sidewalk still wearing his spikes, that was that terrible clicking sound that you hear sometimes. And that meant, oh, man, we were in trouble because he was so drunk. He forgot to take off his spikes, which means somebody was going to get it and we'd all have to hide, you know, and. And so I blamed golf for the hell that was that was my house mm-hmm. until uh, I went to the range with my friends at about 11 years old and like, oh, this this game is actually beautiful. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not golf's fault. It's my dad's fault. And so so right then I, I fell in love with not just the game itself, but all the stories you tell each other and the, and the stories you hear and caddies and and giving your friends crap and um, going around the world. I. I, I, I talked Sports Illustrated once and going around the world. And by the way, for flat earthers, I went east the whole time <laughs> and still came once around the world. But uh, it, and um, they never ran it. They, we, we got too busy. I never got a chance to write it. So that, that's in here, the most unforgettable holes in the world. Mm. And one of them is in La Hinch. Have you ever played La Hinch? No, no, no. Well, La Hinch is in Ireland and it has... It's maybe the only blind par three I've ever heard of. You can't see the green. There's a hill in front of you, and a little guy puts a white rock where you're supposed to aim. Yeah. And one day in the uh, early 2000s, four guys made holes in one on this blind par three. And so the bar was going crazy. It was the greatest day in the bartender's life. Uh, all the townspeople were in there getting free drinks. The caddies snuck in. <laughs> It was the greatest day. And the waitress is having the, the greatest day of her life until the bartender's wife comes in. She's holding the ear of her six-year-old boy. She marches him back behind the bar and, and says to the boy, you tell your dad what you've been doing today, you rascal. <laughs> and the little boy goes, I've been putting balls in the little hole. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> There's a few touchstones in there, Rick, that people will recognise. You, you talked about going to the range and that thing of suddenly everybody's trying to aim for the holes, everybody's trying to improve their game until the ball collection tractor comes out, till the picker comes out, <laughs> when suddenly that's the only target in town, isn't it, really? 
I don't know why that is, but it's irresistible. <laughs> Suddenly, you're, you're trying to hit these knockdown four irons into the guy's cage. And I found that out because I spent a day driving one of those stupid things. And really, I, I kind of feel like I've had to go to therapy extra because <laughs> it's so loud in there and you just want to break down in tears and guys are purposely trying to hit you. And then, so I pulled up in front of the, this guy that had hit me twice. I'm like, hey, you're trying to kill me? He goes, oh, sorry, man. I, I topped a few towards you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you also play different. I mean, you play a bit of, there's a mini golf. We're funny. We were talking to a guy yesterday who spent 50,000 pounds traveling around the world playing mini golf. And he'd not been to Myrtle Beach, which I think that's a big missing part because you did play there, which is, seemed to me the home of crazy golf when I went there. Myrtle Beach is sort of a, a America's uh, classless <laughs> tourist town. Yeah. And there's, and there's mini golf everywhere. There's giant volcanoes and 20, uh, 50 foot high gorillas and crashing helicopters. And you putt through all this stuff and you mm. eat a hot pocket. And I tried to, I tried to play uh, as many golf, many holes as I could yeah. in a day. I think I played 294. I can't even remember how many. And um, what I found out, cause I talked to a guy mm. who was the, get this, the world mini golf masters champion. Oh, he even got wow. like a sick, green members only jacket for winning <laughs> and he said die your putts he says when you hit a putt slowly the hole gets way bigger and ball and balls drop in and so i've been trying to putt that way where you die it near the hole uh, and he's right it's actually held my game well, great it tip. works um I, you, I've, you I've said, got to thank yes. rick actually yeah. uh, the, the, the place we go on holiday has a selection of books there mm. the selection of books don't often change, you yeah. know. And uh, well, the only book I've read over and over again is Who's Your Caddy by Yourself, Rick, and your excellent holiday company, I will say that. Uh -huh. Did you, did you, I hope you didn't read the John Daly chapter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've read the whole thing, yeah. yeah. I know, Any, but, anywhere near a meal, because with <laughs> Daly, he's addicted to everything, right? Gambling, yeah. uh, tranquilizers, alcohol, cigarettes, Diet Coke, and he's... Um, so we're driving his real caddy's driving he's in the front seat we all have these giant diet cokes from mcdonald's you know super size because daily has to have it like every three two or three hours and uh the caddy uh the caddy's looking at something off to the side and daily switches takes his empty cup pees into it oh back <laughs> in hopes that the caddy takes a sip of his now warm not diet coke yeah. this is the uh, this is the charm school that daily went to. <laughs> <laughs> now we haven't spoken to you since uh, the donald's hole in one and i, I we i'd love to get your take on it because he seemed more bothered i mean to put out upon a press statement that it was a real hole in one was 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 classic him i would imagine well, did you read the press statement? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded like he had he had single-handedly won, you know, the Battle of Iwo Jima. It was like the ball took off in a majestic arc, and the, my, my friends oohed and awed as it, as it made its way inexorably. I'm mean, someone spelled that for him into the hole. So I don't know. People don't know this, maybe, but I wrote an entire book yeah. about how Trump lies, cheats, bullies. Mm. And, and is completely full of crap about his golf. <laughs> he says he's a 2.8 handicap and I've played with him and he's about a 10. So if he's a 2.8, Queen Elizabeth can pole vault. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no way. And you know, did you know, and we found this out in the book, he insists his caddies carry four inch green tees in their pockets mm. so that when he's, in the rough, away from the other players, they can tee it up for him. Oh, he yeah. tees it up in the rough. Mm. There's a circle, special circle of hell for a guy that cheats his friends, <laughs> which he does all the time. So when I read about the hole in one, people asked me, "Do you believe it?" I said, "Well, Ernie Els wouldn't lie, because Ernie Els was playing with him, one of the great golfers of all time." Mm. But Dutch, when I was with him, he took about eleven mulligans in one day. Right. Took a gimme chip in. So my question is. Okay, he hit it in the hole. How many mulligans did he take on that team? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Well, Rick, we love the book, as always. It's lovely to talk to you again. We'll Great catch up with you soon. Rick. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks, guys. Always fun. Thanks uh, a lot. Rick Riley's book, So Help Me Golf. It is really fun. It's a great collection of stories. <clears throat> uh, little kind of yarns, kind of just war stories from his past as a journalist working in golf. Others, just uh, There's a brilliant story of... Uh, you can guys, hear it in his voice. He's great company, isn't he? Yeah. And he writes like that, doesn't he? Brilliant. Guys yeah. playing golf in uh, a prisoner of war camp in World War Two, an 11-year-old playing with Tiger and getting a hole in one. It is brilliant. I mean, it's kind of one of those books that transcends the sport, really. They're just great stories. It'll help if you like your golf. So we do recommend it. Rick Riley, so help me golf, why we love the game. And it's out today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. We'll Lovely. do it all again tomorrow with uh, Andy. You're back on Thursday, back Charlie. Back on Thursday. We're having a spread Thursday. Oh, yeah. We're to try and hit back after oh, last yeah. week. That's right, yeah. It was, a, it was I mean, if, if Matt's rushed and he, he, he yeah. gets in touch. He listens, doesn't yeah, he, every yeah, week. Yeah. keeps his hand in. And he thought it was a game for the ages. It was, it was like a, a proper game of chess. I was chess. a little suspect last week that you got it. You got it on. You're in the room with Andy, and you got it on the nail for well, the winner. That just if felt you, a little if, bit if you shady think I'm a cheat, to me. You just should come I'm out and say it. Saying it, you're a cheat. Just come what? out and say it. Charlie. Then it was shady. So uh, thanks for your company. Or oh, you didn't join us, did you? This is the podcast. But thanks for listening <laughs> to the podcast anyway. That was good of you. Even I mean, you actually, really nice. You actually put in more effort. Us for that. Put in more effort than the downloading. Just turn the radio on. I mean, anybody put a radio on. But you actually went out your way to download it. All right, thank you for listening, uh, and uh, we'll be doing it all again tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.